Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Mavericks. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, welcome into Locked on Mavericks for Tuesday, December 27th. My name is Mike Marshall. Uh, my other co-host, his name is Jacob Kemp. You can follow him at Not Jack Kemp. And uh, no post game tonight, right? Nope. Got the stars all up, jamming up our, jamming up our plans. But um, anyway, you can follow the show at Locked on Mavs. You can follow me at Machine Sports. You can follow Milo at Milo in the Backyard <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. It's bound to happen every single time. <laughs> I hope everyone had a uh, good holiday break. I hope this is enjoyed. just what she does all day. <laughs> she stands out here on watch. Stands on the on the block and just mean mugs people. Just staying woke. Jeez. She she runs this corner. Don't even try. It's unreal. Um, yeah, I hope you all had a uh, good holiday, had some time off, um, got rested up. The Mavericks uh, went ahead and won themselves a couple games, which uh, <clears throat> really toys with my emotions, but uh, here we are. We're the Lockdown Mavs podcast. We're here for you uh, almost every single day, unless uh, holidays interfere and such, but we're part of the larger Locked On podcast network. And uh, we're brought to you by SeatGeek. And uh, if you want to get out to a concert, a, uh, an event, uh, maybe Book of Mormon this week, uh, maybe the NFC wildcard or divisional round tickets that are already on sale for the Cowboys, or the Cotton Bowl Classic on January 2nd, or maybe Tom Petty coming through town in April, you need to use the SeatGeek app on your telephone, whether it's on your iPhone or on your, uh, your Android. And... Uh, they're going to gather up all the tickets, put them in one spot for you. They're going to grade them for you. Green will be a good value. Red will be bad. Standard traffic uh, light procedures. And uh, so you're not going to get scammed. You're going to get the best deal. You're going to see all the tickets that are available. And uh, you're going to be ready to go. And the best thing is I can save you 20 bucks off the top of whatever that ticket price is by entering the promo code LOMAVS. That is like locked on Mavs. And uh, you throw that in the uh, – you hit the me tab on the bottom right, hit, hit enter promo code. Bam, put it in there, LO Mavs, 20 bucks off the top. They'll rebate it either to your Venmo or a check, and you save 20 bucks off an event that you wanted to go to anyway, and you got the best deal. That's why SeatGeek is the best. Uh, Jacob, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Uh, you know what, man? I don't buy clothes ever. Right. So, like, <laughs> literally ever. So, that's a nice way to sort of pepper a little something in there. There you go. You know, a couple shirts, a pair of pants. Update the old wardrobe about once a year, and then uh, I'm pretty rough on headphones. And I'm Ooh. I'm a bu- I'm a buds guy now, so you can get them for a good pair for sixty, seventy bucks. So I pretty much buy one of those a year. Nice. 
I got some. Uh, uh, I got some Bose uh, earbuds. Which yes, I, which is way above switch? my pay grade. Are you gonna no, switch? No, they're wireless. So I so like. So it's like for working out. Yeah, for like running or playing hoops in, and they they're like wireless noise canceling, and they can like check your pulse. So <laughs> I don't know why I would need all those things, but they're on there, and uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, they Bluetooth to my phone, but I don't know how to like bluetooth to anything else i'm not like a an astronaut um, you know the, the the nba tie-in for bluetooth headphones is especially if you're in the central time zone and your team might happen to play a decent number of games out west mm-hmm. uh i haven't bought this but i am going to buy it for myself uh for christmas with fill-in money you want to be able to listen if you go to bed roughly at the same time as your wife you want to yep. be able to listen to the game in bed mm-hmm so I'm just going to hook up a Bluetooth thing to the television, and that way I can watch uh, D'Angelo Russell cook uh, Darren Williams. Although right now that's definitely not happening. As Darren, <laughs> Darren Williams is putting together a freaking all-star team run. Um, He's trying to get that's out of a here. Nice, <clears throat> the, the Bluetooth headphones is nice for the Hoops fan to just yeah. kind of be able to, yeah, I'm still here, although you can't really talk to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Don't, don't, don't even bother. Yeah, these are noise canceling as well. So what are you even kinda, trying to do? Kind of nodding. <laughs> Maybe I can uh, just get the audio of Harrison Barnes getting in my feelings as he hits a shot in the on the West Coast, right? Uh, to <laughs> seal a ninety to eighty eight win, right? Uh, Friday night at Staples. She just wakes up to you crying. You're like, oh, I was yeah. Just, I was just thinking, but you're laughing. But you're laughing too, right? I was just thinking about you. Don't worry about it. All you're thinking to yourself is. Uh, are we going to be bad enough or good enough and then bad enough again to hit the, to be able to hit on this fucking savage who pulls up from midcourt when he points out the half court line? I'm over, I'm over Lonzo, dude. I'm over Lonzo. Yeah, I want his little brother. Can we get his little brother? There's four of them. Oh, my God. There's four of them, and their dad is like what a Serena. Their dad is Serena and Venus uh, Hellbent on turning them into – like the Curry twos. I love it. And I don't mean the wash shoes. I mean, literally, right. he is – he's their dad is is Tiger Woods' dad trying to turn them into guys who can hit from 40 at a Incredible. decent percentage. God, it's going to be awesome when they're all in the league and they're all starting for different teams. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> the be game is changing. going to be reckless. Yeah, we do have a, a, loose, um, a loose prototype concept out there for something called bed phones, which is basically just, uh, yeah, listen to – Listening to uh, your TV in bed and ignoring your wife um, under under the Saroy Industries umbrella, which is underneath the Blowout Podcast Network umbrella. Subsidiary so, of. Yes, yeah, subsidiary <laughs> of, exactly. Um, so, yeah, the Mavs won Friday night and uh, in L.A., and then they made some news over the weekend by, um, or just, you know, Mavericks-level news, by um, agreeing to a two-year deal with a one Mr. Pierre Jackson. Um, and I guess they're just slowly getting closer to Nerland's Noel. They're like, yeah, let's just sign a guy that was in the Nerland's Noel trade um, <laughs> <laughs> as they inch closer. Um, and, you know, Pierre Jackson is exactly what you think he is. Uh, he's a high-volume scorer. He went to Baylor, so you might have seen him play uh, mm-hmm. back in um, 11-12 and then 12-13. Those um, are good teams. Yeah, they were. They were really good teams, and he was good on them. I mean, he scored almost 20 points um, in 12-13. And then uh, seven seven assists a game and knocked down thirty six percent from three, which college that isn't great, but it's probably fine for a guy that's shooting that that often. And then he's been uh, he's been bouncing around quite a bit. He went overseas for a while, 
um, came back in 13-14, went back over, came back in 15-16, and he's been over here pretty pretty consistently uh, this season and played nine games with the Texas Legends, who play up in Frisco. It's the Mavericks D-League team. Nine games, 36 minutes a game, scoring 29.9 points, 6.1 assists, 1.7 steals, and uh, shooting 43% from three. So this does sound uh, quite a bit like Jonathan Gibson. I'm not going to lie. Um, and Jonathan Gibson will most likely be cut because of uh, the addition of Pierre Jackson because there are only two players left in the Mavericks roster that don't have guaranteed deals. One of them is Dorian Finney-Smith, who is catching a lot of minutes and starting at the uh, the three, even now that Dirk is back. Um, and... Uh, the other one is Jonathan Gibson, so odd man out. And if you tell me that Pierre Jackson is substantially better than Jonathan Gibson, I mean, I can't call you on it. I can't yell BS at the, lot of, at the top of my lungs, so I have no idea. But I'll trust you that uh, Pierre Jackson can actually get a couple minutes in the backcourt, uh, particularly on nights probably like uh, tonight. <laughs> if, uh, yeah. if he was already on the team and you're playing a back-to-back and uh, – you know, you've got older point guards. You've got Darren and uh, J.J. Barea, who isn't even back yet, um, who should be back maybe next week or into the into uh, early the next week. Pierre Jackson might be able to get some run because Jonathan Gibson really hasn't. He hasn't been a factor. He played a couple games early on. but So there's your, uh, there's your transaction news. I mean, you know, the, the, my quick comment on this would just be this is, this is part of being a team at this stage of the rebuild or – churning the roster over cycle Mm -hmm. and really stories like Gibson and Pierre Jackson they make uh Finney Smith seem that much more unique right because I think it's pretty likely that he's on their team next year yeah I would I would say so definitely now Um, he might not he might not be a you know he might not be getting the minutes load in fact you probably don't want him getting the minutes load uh, if you if you're you know kind of taking a step forward, but for every one of those, there's three or four guys that you're running through and just seeing if they stick. Yep. So uh, you just want to have a couple. And yep. the Mavericks have typically been pretty decent at this. I mean, I think Seth might end up sticking as a you know rotation combo guard. So that's that's just part of where we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's no doubt. I mean, there's um, there are dudes like this that are hanging around out there. And um, whenever a team decides they they need to fill this spot or they need some minutes from this position, they go out there and get this type of dude. And you have to be in a Mavericks-type situation. Or, you know, there's probably six teams in the Western Conference that could have pulled this off and uh, six in the East where, you know, they have minutes to give to somebody, quite honestly. Um, and if it's a guard, a younger guard, I mean, he's 25, he's not super young, but he's way younger than Jonathan Gibson, um, 25, and he can score with the best of them, and you think maybe if he gets out there uh, with Dwight Powell, um, you know, they can develop some kind of pick-and-roll chemistry, then take that shot. There's no problem with that. Um, And I guess the age thing, I guess, kind of just put me over the top on taking Pierre Jackson over Jonathan Gibson too. Now that I realized how old Gibson was. Yeah. Um, but last night, uh, in New Orleans, the Mavs lose to the uh, the Pelicans 111-104 in another beautiful, perfect script Mavericks loss. Um, by the way, all those uh, scenics of the Smoothie King arena that they used during the games, those are like three years old. 
uh, if you didn't know that. <laughs> Cause yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you're giving us a little uh, inside, a little info wars <laughs> take on. But that's what that's part of being a semi also ran NBA team. I don't know if everybody knows that, but yeah. That's, you're sometimes using old ass packages. Yeah, and sometimes they use buildings that like weren't there three years ago, and yep. it just happens. Like I know, I know how old that is because I have to cut that every time I work on a Pelicans uh, pre or post game, um, or any of the Western Conference teams that the at Fox Southwest has that plays the Pelicans in New Orleans. So, um, but the Mavs dropped to uh, nine and twenty-two. On they entered. They entered what I, uh, Mike, fondly call the Mav Zone, uh-huh. <laughs> which is uh, if they're less than six minutes and less than six points within the game. Yeah, and that is where I start getting conflicted. Right. Um, if it's like ten points with six minutes left, I just I don't care. Yeah. Because you're probably going to lose that game, um, unless you're the Cavs. <laughs> uh, on Saturday, man, we should have just done the whole show about that. Uh, uh, that Christmas was, like, was awesome. Uh, for that one game, the rest of it was uh, having Rondo clank threes right at the start uh, after the end of the Cavs Warriors was great. But so if they're up I, by I six, I enjoyed the Celtics game because Porzingis went nuts like with the yeah, final that's five true. minutes. That's true. If you're up by six with six to play, then I want you to win. Right. Um, but if you're down by six with six to play, then now I'm in this weird spot of, man, I don't really know if I want you to come back and win this game. Right. And I think they were right on the line of that last night as I had the iPad up uh, in the living room of TC's house during, you know, Cowboys. <laughs> and I'm like, man, we're right there on it. But then they, you know, they're within a, they're within, they're a possession. It's a one possession game. Right. With two and a half minutes left. And you're like, God, I don't really know how to feel about this yeah i mean they made 11-2 run in the uh in the fourth quarter and it was like uh uh-oh and uh i mean the pelicans aren't good enough necessarily to uh just smoke the mavs but every time they get in what we'll call now the mavs zone um i'm gonna look at the other team and i'm gonna go okay do they have a superstar that i can't stop and the pelicans that's an affirmative yeah Um, anthony davis when he's feeling right the line yeah but dude, when he's feeling right, like he is a treat to watch. Like he's not as much fun as I don't know some of the other uber athletic dudes, and maybe yeah, maybe that's even partly just because the shine is worn off. I mean, oh, Boogie's on another level, but as right. far as like Towns, it's just that he's newer. Like, yeah, give it a couple years. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But Anthony Davis is a dude. He's super fun to watch. Like I have fun doing Pelicans games because he is just phenomenal. And I guess, uh, I guess death by Langston Galloway is a real thing that I wasn't aware of. And uh, yes, yeah, so why that- do you think other teams feel whenever they have Dorian Finney-Smith scoring 17 points on them, <laughs> or, uh, or 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 a random night where Seth Curry, or when Justin Anderson all of a sudden is shooting 40 percent from three? Yeah. That's how it feels to them too. They're like, who? Right. Um, and you know, it's a weird deal where um, typically you're like, man, teams in my division. Or teams around me in the seating for the playoffs, you know, one win here is basically like two. Right. Well, guess what? I'm taking that Pelicans losses too because I'm not finishing ahead of them over my dead body. Dude, exactly. Last night I was like, <laughs> I, I have it written down. I'm like, losses against these kind of teams are so important. That's right. <laughs> because it knocks them up one and we stay stagnant in the in the win column. The Clippers, like, I, I, hey, whatever. I'll kick them yeah. uh, when they're p- dealing with some injuries and take a win there. But if you're talking about the – the Trailblazers and the Pelicans. Yeah, uh, I want, I want your L's. Those are the most important L's. 
that you Especially, can but as, get. as long as they get it without having to blow some massive lead, I, that that sucks. That just in general is terrible for morale. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know they fought hard and they got beat by a team that's about. At their talent level, especially with Dirk still only playing limited minutes, and they're on the road. So, you yep. know, yep. nothing to hang your head about. And they're still tied for the uh, the third worst record in the NBA, which the Nets and the Sixers are just just doing a phenomenal job at uh, yeah. at just anchoring themselves under 10 wins for the first half of the season. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a work of art, really. Um, and uh, I, I, was, I was having a – miniature meltdown the other night whenever they beat the Clippers and they had won uh, back-to-back games um, on the road against Portland and L.A. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This team is going to win 35 games. Yeah, I mean, I still kind of feel like even after last night that they're going to put together a string, a couple four out of five, four out of sixes over a three-week span where they just – they're going to continue to play teams worse than them. And most of the time, they're going to win those games. And that's yeah. just, I mean, that's the reality now is they're better than their record indicates. We've talked about it. Schedule, inj- injury, et cetera. There's going to come a point here where there's going to be like a decision time. Yep. Yep. And um, along those lines, I feel like, I don't know if Darren, I mean, I feel like Darren is just playing. He's just playing normal Darren Williams basketball when he catches this many minutes, but dude, he's playing awesome. Like he's no, been, it's, it's ridiculous. It might be the best nuts. since he's been here. Yeah. At least over like a, you know, 15 game stretch. I mean, he, obvi- he missed what he missed about eight games, seven games, something like that. Mm-hmm. Played one game in the middle of there, but since he's come back, uh, took him a couple games to get going. He's averaging like, you know, 17 and nine. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, I mean, since his last, the 14 games in which he's gotten like normal minutes, uh, he's averaged 33 minutes, 17 points, shooting 43% from the field, 33 from three. That could go up a little bit, but, you know, uh, 95% from free throw, eight assists, and uh, one steal a game. Like, I'm not sure if he's, like, trying to get the hell out of here, um, but even if he's not, thank you. But listen, or, if he just keeps playing like that, uh, and then you subtract, like, I don't know, let's say he gives you 80% of that, you're going to yeah. win games. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, you throw Bogdan in there and Bray in there and you take Salah off the floor and you aren't starting Dirk at center, that's that's an okay team. That's a little bit above an okay team. Um, Here, here's another thing. Uh, you know, it was really bothering us for a substantial part of the beginning of the year that the Mavericks were taking a ton of threes and hitting uh, what felt like none of them. Yeah. Well, since Curry came back and since I know we want to talk a little bit about Anderson, since Anderson came back, you just go back to December 9th, uh, which is, uh, I don't know, 11 games. Yeah. They're seventh in the NBA in three-point percentage. Damn. In the, in the time leading up to that, to December uh, 9th, they were 25th. Wow. If you go from 25th to 7th and you bring back Dirk and you have healthy Berea and Curry's finding his role and D-Will's doing what he's doing, dude, they're not going to lose enough games if they keep playing like this to give you what you want. Yeah. And then you get into the weird thing of – is your pick mer- worth more for a player right now? Which is like yeah. the heroin that everyone just cannot stop just chasing the, the dragon of man. Right. <sighs> yeah. And uh, Justin Anderson's been playing, or at least shooting the ball well. I appreciate you upping your value on that end. Uh, 40% from three 
over the last eight games. And we talked about it, I think, <laughs> you know, um, a week or two before Dirk was going to be back. I said, this team's going to be too good, and they're going to need to take this out of their hands. They're going to need to move Bogut, and they're going to need to move Darren because they're too good for their own good. Yeah, Bogut's and- not enough, by the way. For oh to be moved yeah no 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 you need you need two moves you need you need two moves to assure this team that um, thirty five wins ain't happening you're not getting outside of a top ten pick that just, but this is still so hard though like I oh, know I that know. I'm supposed to be over it but it's still so hard to see Dirk playing and be like I'm going to actively harm my team's chances his team's chances of winning games whenever right now I'm fairly positive that they could finish 10th in the West. And if you finish 10th in the West, you're probably only going to be like three games out of the eighth seed. Right. So for like the last month of the season, it's going to at least be a 5 to 10% chance you make the playoffs. Yeah, I think they're kind of using Dirk in the perfect way right now. For the me. Five? I mean, at, at the not necessarily at the five, but just playing the first 15 minutes uh, yeah. in, in the first half and then uh, letting him take a seat, um, not playing any minutes in the second half, I'm like, Okay, I get to see my dude play really well, and he has. Uh, he's been great. Uh, the, he has the two games. He's been back. I still would rather him come off the bench yeah. than well, just if for nothing else than to just see what it looks like, right? Because Barnes, see how he is, feels Barnes about isn't it. good at the four with him at the five. No, just, that just doesn't work. No. And uh, they started that way last night, and then they um, got Finney Smith's ass out of there within like four minutes, yeah, and, and threw Devin in there. And, yeah, Dirk's been great, and I love the way they're using him because I don't feel guilty for wanting them to uh, miss every shot in the final five minutes of a fourth quarter. Because um, <laughs> he's not out there. Right, because he's not out there. Um, they did the weird thing. They have been shooting better from three, but they did the weird thing again last night where they, got, they met at half court before the game and agreed to not defend the three-point line. Both teams did. And uh, from a simple, like, points-per-possession standpoint of last night's game, um, this game made no sense. <laughs> um, it's one of the, like the rare games that I look at on Synergy afterwards, and both teams were north of. Um, let's see what the Mavs total was. They were Mavs were one point one one points per possession. The Pelicans were one point uh, s. Where it is one point one eight. That never happens. Yeah, that does not happen. Like it's very rare. Any teams, one of the teams is north of one. Well, I mean, especially since if that happens, you should probably be scoring 145, exactly. 150 points. Exactly. And I mean, these teams had – the Mavs had what, uh, 75 One. field goal attempts? Yeah. And the Pelicans had 70. 70. So it just didn't make sense. It's uh, a weird game. Yeah, outside of the fact that the Pelicans hit 48% from three and the Mavs hit 40. Um, and then uh, what else did I have? Um, so Bogan and Bray will be back pretty soon. Um, I think Bogut's maybe end of the week and Bray is end of the week as well. And we got to take this out of their hands. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know a better way to put it. Um, but we get the the Rockets tonight on the uh, ass end of a back to back. Yeah, um, well, you're not beating them either way, no, so I don't no. feel too. But there is a stretch of games coming up after that where. You know, it's a load of winnable ones. Obviously not. I mean, Los Angeles is winnable. Golden State, no. But Washington, Phoenix, Atlanta, Minnesota, Phoenix, Minnesota, Chicago, Miami. Dude, they could they could easily win six of those games. Yeah, there's not a winnable. There's not a uh, a winning team 
from December 31st to the the evening of January 19th. Yeah. I mean, that is the softest stretch that anybody might have this year. All right, so let's say they're 9 and 23, let's give them a gimme win 10 and 23, 10 and 24, and then all of a sudden they go 6 and 8 and they're 16. I guess you're still yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it right now as if they split the rest of their schedule, they would be a 34-win team or 35, yeah. one or the other. So let's say that we shave a little bit off of that and you say it's 32. Mm-hmm. What does that do for you? Yeah, let me look at 538's projections. Um, they, they update daily? They update pretty pretty frequently. Um, but I think that was – I think last time I looked and we talked about this, I think we had 33 in mind. Um, I think that was like the fifth or sixth worst record in the NBA. So, realistically, um, that works the for me. Fifth or sixth overall pick. Yeah, and then if you start getting, we'll talk about this tomorrow uh, as we talk about the uh, the Rockets game a little bit. You start getting into moving this year's pick, which is just um, people just can't uh, get away from. Uh, and they couldn't even early in the season. They were like, "Oh, we have some value. We have to turn it into another player because we can't," you know. Um, we can't uh, build a player. We just can't do that here. Um, that's when you start getting into the tricky world of protections on your pick. And mm-hmm. we've talked about that at length. And I think my magic number right now, which wouldn't scare a team away, is top seven. And you can actually control that. <laughs> so why don't you control that? Um, the final, you know, two weeks of the season. Because top seven sounds, it sounds not that bad. Right. Um, for for a team that you're you're sending it to, but yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. I've got another another trade idea, which I'm sure will uh, make everybody shake in their boots. But uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Rockets tonight, 7:30 on uh, on Fox Southwest. Watch them lose to the Rockets, and then um, it's all good though. Yeah, I feel to- totally fine. <laughs> I'm not like horribly bummed about the Mavs right now. It's it's just gonna it's late February. Talk to me, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just a very strange mix of emotions. We're going to uh, – this January, this stretch of January might test me a little bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. Might test test my will. And if they don't uh, – you know, so we're sitting there January 10th and we've reeled off a nice uh, beat the Wizards, beat beat the uh, Suns, maybe drop one to Atlanta and then beat Minnesota, win nice three out of four. And if they don't make a move by January 10th for Bogut or Darren, I might start losing my ass. It is nice to see Wes Matthews playing this well, Darren Williams playing this well, and Justin Anderson shooting the three at the acceptable rate to keep him a rotation player in the league. I mean, yeah. that mixed with Curry, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's so weird, man. Just, I'm so, not, yeah, we're learning. We're, we're honestly learning how to deal with this on the fly. Right. Because there's never been a question. Yep. Never been one question. We're all in. The Give pedal, me Rondo. The pedal is down. Uh, we're in fifth gear. Um, drive drive straight into the sun if you want to. Yep. Um, but this is a this is a little bit different, and uh, we're here for you. We are we are here for you, and we'll be uh, we'll be here for you tomorrow as we uh, rehash the uh, Rockets game tonight and maybe drop uh, some trade ideas and some uh, you know other stuff moving forward. But uh, thank you for listening, and Jacob, thank you for your time. All right, man. I'll see you. All right.